0: look a lot like Christmas. Welcome back to Make More Music, the podcast that connects you to music and one another. And for your Christmas capitalism needs, I am Chris. This is Matthew Hale. Boom, back again, if you can ever get enough. And we've already done one episode, so we're feeling nice and slap happy. I hope that you are ready. I've been excited to do this episode for quite some time. We're going to talk about my parts caster build. If for some reason, this is the first time you're here. I talked about it. It's the advertisement in season three, you know, 20 episodes. I posted all about it on Instagram. I played it all over the place. I love this guitar. It is like, you know, the lightsaber that I built for myself (laughs) as a Jedi. And yeah, I think Matt's gonna, I brought Matt specifically on, to be a regular person to ask, he would probably subtext as a dummy to ask about guitars. Uh, yeah, very much so. I'm gonna ask very layman questions,
1: uh, but I know that I'm, I know that I know you, and that whatever I ask, you're gonna answer it the way I actually intended it.
0: So and my guitar we'll, is here.
1: Yeah, we well. got it right here with us, and I think we will have a, a good time talking about it. If
0: If you would like to see it, you can go on the uh, the Instagram at make.more.music uh, and yeah let's let's just hop right in without further ado this is episode 59 i think of make more music with me and mW hill talking parts caster guitars let's go season three of make more music is brought to you by three great sponsors i wanted to tell you about them real quick so I built a guitar and it is awesome. I have a companion blog post in the show notes that tells you about building a parts caster from concept to creation. And it tells you about the three great sponsors I got to work with. First is parts caster concierge. Gary offers a truly concierge experience from build constructions and consultations to unfinished bodies and wooden pedal enclosures all the way to custom requests and fully custom builds. He offers traditional styles. As well as unique, one of a kind DIY experiences with guitars that wouldn't traditionally have a bolt on neck with a parts caster style build. Second is Porter Pickups. Brian and his team have been winding pickups focused on finding you the right sound and winding with a purpose. Their five person shop offers consultation through their online pickup chooser form to help you get closer to the sounds you're looking for. They sound killer. They just launched an entry-level affordable line called the Gatekeeper. So if you're looking for something to try for the first time, look them up. Our last sponsor is Gun Street Wiring Shop, where they create wiring harnesses for your guitar needs with simple, elegant instructions to help even the first time solderer like myself get the sound they're looking for. He's not into promoting parts myths, mojo and magic. He sells circuits and their customer service is top notch from basic upgrades to wild enhancements Gun Street has got what you need. As I said, all the links are in the show notes and you'll hear me blab about it more, but if you want more, look there. All right, back to the show. The
1: band, you know, the band on that song is really good.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, me and Schmidt. <laughs> yes.
1: You went on your nine different instruments.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So that guitar wasn't on the album because the guitar wasn't made yet. Uh, it was right. still a baby idea. But it's been on basically everything I've done since then. Um, Some of my recent episodes, the Black Friday episode, I used the guitar to record some of the stuff with. Um, I just did a live album. Yeah, Yeah, I just did a live album with the church. Um, I think I used my Strat for like, I think just one song, the first song. I saw at least two. I'm trying to think. you You got up twice. Maybe it was a warm up. I saw you up at least twice with it. I know I used it for the first song. Uh, we believe in the name. Cause it's like that funky one. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I love this guitar. Um, I feel like all the things I was talking about, if you want to go back. So it was, this was done, you know, you just heard the advertisement, but this is done within a partnership with parts, caster, concierge, uh, Porter pickups and gun street wiring shop. So Those three different people do different things. Uh, Porter pickups is probably the easiest to explain. They build the pickups. They build custom pickups. They can do custom orders. Uh, They have really cool. They're constantly doing cool, brand new things, uh, creating newer and newer models and really just super high-end, super high-quality, great pickups. I got their uh, Smooth P90 in the neck and their Tele Hybrid Plus in the bridge. I got those two so that they were roughly uh, output matched. Uh, The P90 is definitely a little bit more output, but, uh, and Gary, can't say more nice things about Gary. He's like the coolest guy. I can just text him at any time of day or night and he'll get back to me eventually. And literally, Concierge is the perfect title for his job because he is so good at just being a person that either points you to other people or answers your question. He is literally like my musical concierge. Like he picked a perfect name for his his business. For his role. So he cut the uh the body, uh made it it's a So how does uh, that work? So so Yeah, yeah. You You've Interrupt got a wooden me. you've got a wooden
1: body there obviously and you're Correct. not that great with a with a skill saw. So that's the first step as you talk with them and you say I want it to look like this and I want my holes to be like this or I think the first
0: step so let's define it. Uh I have a parts caster that I made. Uh and that is not the that is a term in itself that's somewhat ambiguous. But uh, the idea of parts caster came from, you know, Fender guitars in the '60s. The reason that they are were '50s and '60s and stuff. The reason that they became what is known as parts casters is because, unlike some brands, notably like Gibson back in the day, their necks are bolt on. So the difference, like your neck on your three thirty five, is is part of the body of the guitar. Yeah. It's attached. Uh, So the difference is you can swap things around. It's like guitar Legos, basically. Is that the same Uh, with the strats and the telly or is it just one or the other? So strats and tellies are slightly different on the on the end of their necks. Their necks are actually shaped a little bit differently. So you I think you could do some woodworking on your own like it would just be some reshaping, but that is kind of intense. But it wasn't that like the point of them is uh, like the Van Halen Frankenstein guitar, like kind of just a
1: built up thing.
0: Yeah. That's like the, probably the most famous example of, of a parts caster. And his is a good example because it's not like all fender parts. It's like random guitar parts. Um, But yeah, it's that idea of like, I want to, I want to make this thing tweaked to what I want it to do. Uh, And sometimes that means literally just, you know, buying a cheap guitar, a cheap Squire and upgrading things like upgrade this, upgrade that. Sometimes it means buying, I'm just going to buy a body and then I buy a neck and then I buy pickups and you buy all the kind of parts separately. And uh, what I did is kind of, I think, a step above that. The other step would be either working. There's a couple other options. There are kits that come like with all the parts, but totally unfinished, unassembled. So that is kind of like a different route. Um, and then another route is like actually making a guitar on your own to some facet. And you could, you could make any part of it. So that's where there's a lot of decisions to be made. It's like, what do I want? What do I care about? What do I want to spend money on? What do I want to do? go through the hassle of doing myself? And the hassle might have payoffs of, you know, A, it's a hobby, right? Like, I just want to learn this. But B, um, maybe you want something super specific that you could either pay someone to do custom. Or build which, your own. Custom, you should start hearing cash registers ding when you say <laughs> the word custom, I think. Uh, but... You know, because that means someone else is doing the thing, right? But, um and spending detail-oriented time on your thing instead of like, even like a small builder, you know, doing 10 guitars, 10 of the same is different than one right. that's fully custom. So, and you're not like some master carpenter either.
1: Uh, I am very far from a master and carpenter. you're still able to, con- con- you know, construct something. Because I grew up with a master carpenter. And and watching that kind of stuff is wild. Um, But you're still able to piece this thing together with common
0: knowledge and YouTubes? YouTube helps a lot. The internet, in general, helps a lot. Um, Reddit, DIY guitar. I've I've really fallen in love with Reddit over the past year. I'm on there a lot. I like DIY pedals. I like a DIY guitar. I do some of the other stuff like, uh, I've fallen down the rabbit hole with this fantasy Lord of the Rings type book series. So I'm on that Reddit, uh, you know, but so DIY, the Reddit's good because you can post pictures and ask people things that's good if you don't like have a person. So what I wanted was I wanted a telly style guitar. So I started with what I wanted. I wanted a telly style guitar. But I also really like the idea of having a P90 pickup in the neck because those are, you know, a lot of people use those for like slide guitar and things like that. And I like messing around with the slide. The slide, um, I, the stuff that you're able to do on that guitar is very impressive. It sounds great. And yeah, it's usually all on that neck pickup and it sounds really vocal and it sounds really, uh, like bluesy and gr- you know, i mean just gritty yeah yeah really but i like that it has that telly you know that spank if i want it to stay up high. Uh, yeah and really trebly with sharp attack uh so that's where the Gun Street wiring harness comes into play uh that is kind of kind of the mo- most niche thing i think in this whole piece of gear I had, so all of these people I had interviewed separately at different times. Sean was, I think back in episode, I think 26 or 27. Um, Sean Arbo at Gun Street Wiring. Great, just like friend of the Music Gear podcast in general. He's awesome. Uh, Plus the wiring harness is something you could upgrade in your guitar right now. Like if you wanted to upgrade your 335, you could do that and not change anything else. And what it does is it's basically, you know, this switch that chooses which pickups on, right. And these pots potentiometers, you know, the thing that does volume and tone, basically he's like a wizard of designing those little electronic circuits that do different things. So this, instead of being just this pickup, I'm pointing at the neck, the neck pickup, uh, middle, which is both or bridge, Instead of just being a three-way, it also has a fourth and a fifth position, and that's like his design. And the fourth and fifth position does interesting uh, electronics things. So it runs it in parallel, and it gets a plucky, sounds like a Stratocaster a little bit. And then the last one runs the pickups in series. And those are just two different electronics terms that I'm not qualified to tell you exactly what is happening. But basically, it's routing the pickups' electrical signal to. To other different ways um, that get other unique sounds, Uh, they also do things that really starts blowing your mind when they do these things called um, dual dual potentiometers. So the uh, the volume and the tone knobs. Sometimes they do things with push pull knobs. So if you've never heard of that, they like not only does it do one thing when you turn it. If you pull it up, it'll click like like a secret like like bat cave, like a watch when you're trying to wind it. Exactly. You pull it up and then it does more things. You might have more control. Like you might be able to control the volume of this one, this pickup, and the volume of that pickup with just two knobs and things like that. So you don't have to have like six knobs on your guitar. Right. So you started so with a, a tele body and you wanted the P90 for the for the the slide capabilities um and just like the jazzy smoothier sound too it sounds really nice on on that as well i think my question i mean you've got the other part of it in there
1: too you haven't explained too much yet and why you chose it to be opened um like that but just how do you come to that realization that this is what i want and this is what i want for this is it just playing a multitude of guitars is it just uh, messing yeah. with a lot of things and, and coming to an idea of, I want this and I want that. Good question. Um, so, hold on. Yeah, I see you're plugging in. So we're about to hear some, some some, grooves.
0: So this is directly into the interface. So it's about as dull of a sound as you're going to get. Um Can you hear it pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear
1: it. It doesn't sound like you're, 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 you know, powered up.
0: Well, I uh, that's, that, that's better. That's better. That's better. So that's the strat or the tele setting. What well, amount of tune?
1: That was a fun thing with Andrew last week. Is every time I came out of tune, I just would hand it to him, and he'd do it in like ten seconds.
0: I'll probably plug into the pedal board in a little bit. Um, so I think for me, um, to get back to your question, yeah, for me, knowing what I wanted was actually kind of a hindrance. No, it was uh. Part of why I was really interested in this option because my other option was probably to buy a guitar and modify it was going to be my first option. So for me, this option meant, uh, you know, I really wanted to try a P90. I'd actually never played a P90 guitar even before I bought this. But I had listened to so much online and done a lot of like Internet sleuthing and shopping to think I'm pretty pretty sure I'm going to like this. And if I don't, I could swap it out like as well. Uh, I could get something else later. So I figured I'd give it a shot and I had played enough tellies. I'd recorded on your album a lot with Barger's Mm telly to know, man, I really like that sound. I've played a lot of tellies. I've played Schmidt's telly for a long time, uh, played Barger's and it's just like, it's time. I need my own like. So uh, ha- having access to that was, you know, important. And so that's how I made that choice. And talking with Porter pickups, I was able to say, Hey, I, this is what I want. I'm interested in a P90 in the neck and a telly in the bridge. What would you recommend? Cause he's got even several P90 options, several Tele options. And he was able to say, this is what I recommend. Try these out, give them a shot. And the cool thing was at that point, I also, so like I said, it's a Telecaster, but it's a Jazzmaster body shape.
1: Which is another
0: Fender shape from the 60s. Yeah, I think late 50s. Yeah, it was 50s. And um, maybe some guitar person will come and ding me. Yeah, Um, if you're on Reddit, they'll find you. Yeah, they'll annihilate (laughs) me. Um, So I really liked that. So basically I got... All these different things that I wanted in one guitar. And so, what I did was, I told, I always also have really liked tobacco burst guitars. Um, I like that brown and yellow and black. Uh, my favorite aesthetic guitar is that Gibson, old Gibson, like the the old LG, one. The LG one. And, uh, started LG two. like $5,000. I just love how they look. And, um, I was also pretty sure I wanted to try and figure out if I could do that, if I could do that on my own. And Gary was really great. He was like, All right, you want a parts or you want a Jazzmaster body? So I basically told him, I want a Jazzmaster body and I want a Telly in the bridge and I want a P90 in the neck. And uh, he was like, Sounds great. And what I actually did was I had the pickup shipped directly to him. So he, he has a CNC machine and got it all perfectly lined up to where he sent those things both down to me. And at that point it was like, all right, do what you want with it. And he was great too, because there's some really good YouTube tutorials on finishing, but basically that was that. So the body is, um, ash. It's two pieces, I think. Yeah. So you can, you probably yeah. can't see You got see a two-piece ash body with a walnut veneer. So see that little, how there's that little line right there? Mm-hmm. So that's where the two pieces are joined together. Um, so they're joined together. And the walnut veneer is, see that little uh, stripe right there? hmm So the top of the guitar is the walnut veneer. So it's probably maybe it's a, quarter, a, layer. a quarter inch, maybe. Yeah. Uh, layer. And... It responded differently to the finish than the back did. So, as you know, the back—it does look out. different than the front. It looks great. The back is is exactly what I wanted to happen. I like the, front. the the front doesn't look bad at all, but the back is what I envisioned on the front, and it's got a really good burst. And what was actually kind of funny is I put the these—they're called ferrules, or I don't know. how You say fair rules. And on the back, you've got like, is it six holes? Yeah, it's the thing, the six holes that the strings go through.
1: Yeah, from so the back going go
0: there. So it's called the ferrules, I believe. Uh, so I had put some in there and I sent it back to uh, I sent it back to Gary. And when he went to take one out, it like chipped the wood a little bit. So he ended up putting this extra little veneer circle. on the back. The circle wasn't an original plan, yeah. He was like, I, I like it. He was, he was like, "I'm just gonna do this." I was like, "Dude, that is so awesome! It's like a little sun. It's you, like a." If you ever go to uh,
1: Rising Sun, if you ever go to the Ryman, when they redid it after the Opry, they they kept the, the main circle of the floor where the right. main uh, yeah. microphone sits. Yeah, and it, it, that's what it reminds me of because that there is like the, still the old floor right in that circle, but the rest yeah. of it is all different.
0: I've only been once. I saw Neil Young play there twice in a row. It's good. Two nights in a row we saw Neil Young. It was great. It is a pilgrimage.
1: Yeah. Uh, you definitely need to go. If you remember the Ryman, go there. As far been, as... uh, You've seen a show there? Not seen a show, but I've been there multiple times. Just Colter Wall just played there last week. Yeah, we tried to get the Sturgill shows, which ended up being canceled, so I guess... It didn't matter that we didn't get those tickets. But uh Zach Bryan just announced shows for early February. So we might end up down there for that. Hey. Uh but as far as your uh your your build goes and just anybody else who wants to to make a build, uh just me thinking about it, um, I mean, is it possible to put pickups and things in there that don't combine? And to the point where you're like when you're texting or emailing them at parts at parts Concierge, say, Hey, I want to do this, this, and this. Is there like a scenario where like, well, I mean, this is going to
0: create this, which isn't so, going to sound very yeah, good. Yeah, there might be no, like non-traditional things to do. And even my setup is fairly non-traditional. It's not like, whoa, that's crazy, but it's not normal. You don't find a, you, you have to do some digging to find a guitar that has a setup like mine. Uh, there are some factories that make some models that are fairly similar, but what I did is truly unique. But I, I think
1: my more question is, can you mess it up?
0: Oh, you, like,
1: like I think I, you if could if mess up. This kind of pickup with this kind of, this is this. Going yeah.
0: To- so the only, the only thing that I'm overtly aware of, uh, is that pickups different types of pickups have different um, output strength. So the output strength is literally the electrical, since it's a magnet, it's the amount of electrical current that it's picking up. So therefore, like for example, on my guitar, the the bridge pickup is not as hot as the neck. So that means the neck has a little bit stronger output. That means my neck pickup is slightly louder than my bridge pickup. So if you com if you combine a bunch of different wildly um wildly unbalanced pickups, that could be annoying. It's more the like a thing you might you might have one, to work around. You're it. not gonna like wreck it. Right. Um the worst case scenario would be an installation issue. So either you did the electronics wrong or you messed up routing the pickup for in the wood uh there's a couple of options for both of those things like for the electronics you know you follow a diagram usually there's lots of diagrams online you could always just take it to guitar center even you know if there's nowhere else you could go to your guitar center or you could go to your other local guitar tech or whatever um and if you mess up routing you know the scary thing about wood is you know you it can't like come back, but wood glue exists, you know, (laughs) like things like that. But like, generally you want to work the opposite way of like only remove, like remove it in small amounts. Uh, And I didn't do it. I opted not to do that. Cause like you said, I am not at the time I did this, I had almost zero woodworking experience. Um, so I was like, "Why would I do that?" So I think that's the thing too, is there's no right or wrong, and there it's more like your comfort level, and also being okay with, "Oh man, I started doing this, and I am over my head uh too, of like recognizing that and and being realistic with that um, well let's uh
1: let's talk about the electrical routing because you're not an electrician either, right I mean, as far as putting all the pickups and pla things in place. Is that all on you? Are you running the wires
0: inside the holes Are they left for you in the body? And- so yeah, you you had asked a question earlier about like how that how do you get electronics like literally into a guitar? And that it there's two things, and I made a mistake the first time. Um, so there's you have to have literally the physical space, which is not much. There's Especially the not cutout. that. Yeah, yeah. There's the like cutout. There's the cutout here. So it's literally just a cut out and there's a sponge under this pickup. It's basically a nice sponge And these screws. Uh, that's another way you deal with the output issues. The closer the pickup I notice is, you've got
1: these two screws on the outside and then three really bunched together and then a space and
0: three more really bunched together. And so is that on purpose? So these two screws in the middle of the P90 are the ones that actually set the pickup height. So, if you tighten it, the pickup goes further into the body, and if you loosen it, it comes further out as a pickup is further out, it's going to be hotter because it's closer the magnet the magnets. higher um same thing with this one this one it's these three screws down here effect There, i don't know if you can see it yeah to a degree yeah yeah, inside the um um yeah the and the um This pickup is grounded. It comes with a plate that has a ground on it. Um, This pickup is not as easily grounded. So the mistake I made is I put them in without shielding at first uh, in there. And it's not the end of the world. It worked fine and I used it for months. Uh, But there is shielding paint and then there's just that uh, shielding tape. So it literally looks like copper tape. And you put it all in there and it just makes a a single contact point. And that reduces, uh, especially in these single coil pickups, it reduces hum. It reduces like, you know, if I'm standing next to the amp, I'm not going to accidentally pick up AM radio, (laughs) you know, (laughs) something awkward. Uh, But uh, so that was a mistake that I made. So you basically want to run some kind of uh shielding under all those cavities so that includes under this part too so basically uh that and what i was pointing out was the uh the switch in the wiring harness so you have your pickups and they have like one or two sometimes three cords um that come out of them the electrical wires and those basically there's a little hole that runs from from this pickup to to the bottom pickup to the bridge and then Uh, Hole that runs over here. So there's like a little snake passageway in the guitar, and then um, in under the wiring harness, this uh, under the control plate here, there's just a bunch of contact points that you solder things to. Now Sean at Gun Street literally sends you a wiring diagram that basically says solder this, solder this, solder this. On his website, he even has a little like. Uh, gifs of each like you know Every like a five, sec- a five yeah. second image yeah uh, gif that shows wired this one to this one wire that one to that one and gives you a link to a beginner's soldering page and stuff like that so um, I had never ever soldered anything and it gave me a lot of false confidence in all this stuff <laughs> I've been doing with the pedals <laughs> because of the pedals I've been messing things up but i got it first time didn't even like i realistically didn't know what i was doing yeah but i read a few tutorials i watched a few videos and felt confident enough i texted sean hey i'm making sure i did this right and he's like yep and that's the same thing with sean with uh all these guys sean brian uh gary all of them have literally been so cool to even just call and text and ask them questions. And I like that small business aspect is like been super cool. <clears throat> hey, music makers. I want to briefly interrupt this chat to let you know about a small business that I think you're going to love. A lot of you all have hopped on the DIY wagon with me, so I think you should know that Thompson Guitar and Thrift is the small business source for high-quality and affordable guitar parts. They're musician-owned and operated because they're a husband-and-wife team and they're committed to keeping prices low while maintaining the highest degree of quality. But what does that actually mean? It means that they have the best value parts from pickups to switches that you can modify, custom build, and upgrade any of your guitars, basses, and other things with. They offer free USA shipping, and when you combine that with their low prices, you get a sense of why ThompsonGuitarAndThrift.com is the best hidden secret in guitar parts. And because they're a small business, customer service is a top priority. You'll deal directly with JT and Courtney, and you won't get lost in the shuffle. So check out ThompsonGuitarAndThrift.com today for your guitar part needs. All right, back to the chat.
1: Well, yeah, especially when you're you're trying to build something so customized to you. And a lot of people, I feel like, are like you that know what they want. But, I mean, how I mean, how often are people woodworking and soldering mm, and yeah. electrical working? Uh, especially regularly. Outside like of what you want to do. Enough to be skilled, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. more you than, like, professional, like, like people who are... You know, you have the professional side of what you do with the, with the music therapy on top of your personal life, on top of playing music for fun, and then you got to
0: try. So I do it a lot guitar compared building, to you know, like a time. regular, yeah, uh,
1: for sure, a regular
0: person, a weekend warrior. Yeah, I, mean, I do music constantly. stuff. Well, that's all. like my
1: next question. I want uh, I don't know how much further we want to talk about it, but you know, taking it from theory of what you wanted to build and then putting that into practice with what you do with music therapy and and how you were able to take the specifics of what you made and use that with what you do.
0: How have I used my guitar in, like, therapy yeah, and stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I know that you do that the same thing with with, with pedals and, and, and working it. Um, I mean, I don't think you customly built that thing to go play shows with me on Saturday nights. I think you had different intentions of it. So how have you been able to take the build that you made and use it the way you want to use it?
0: Um. Man, I think for me, it was, you know, all of my guitars, my nicest guitar was a gift from Tony. It's uh, true, the golden previously. knight. Yeah. My steel guitar uh was is still the most expensive guitar I've ever purchased. It was fourteen hundred dollars. Which compared to, you know, what other people spend on guitars is like not very much.
1: But that's another thing that almost had to be built, right? oh yeah that was a custom yeah yeah the stills in general aren't really just made
0: anymore they're not made anymore and even i think in the 50s and 60s you still always built it to your specs yeah i'm trying to think like i'm sure there were factory processes at one time like yeah fender Fender had them you know like and hawaiian guitar was super. because we had one
1: as a kid we had a steel guitar in our basement that definitely was not It was something we found somewhere and like bought. Yeah. Yeah. It was just there. It wasn't anything special. Although it did look really cool. Uh, if I could have it back, I I really would like it. I don't know what to do with it. but I remember it looking really cool.
0: Yeah. But basically I think, you know, I just knew, you know, as an adult now, I was like, this is something that I want. And it's a, it is a tonal palette that I feel like, expressive wise that I want and I air quote need um, and uh I think for me I've been I just found every excuse to use it so I mean it's it I'm always taking it to church every time I play um at work I've taken it out a lot which has been cool cuz I've been you know one of the first things I did was I took it to one of the group foster homes with the teens and I was like Hey, I just finished this guitar. Do you want to try it? And you know, I'm explaining to them the different types of pickups and I can show them, well, here's a couple different types right here and hear how they sound different. And here, and you know, and same thing with the guitar pedals. I love just showing them like, man, nothing like telling a teen, like they show me that they have no, like a, you know, Nirvana riff or something. And i show them like, well, let's put the distortion pedal on. Yeah. And go full. Yeah. Just watching their eyes get the, the thrill uh, (laughs) is like so special. And for me, like one of the first things I did was I took it to the nursing home with a looper pedal and just like did a whole session. Like I normally would like with my guitar, but instead of uh, just the acoustic guitar, I did like, yeah, I did that. And then I added, I did. So I do it and just like them eating it up. Yeah, there's nothing uh, different what you
1: normally do. Just the pickups coming out different.
0: And just, you know, pushing myself to do something differently to use the electric guitar when it might just be easier to, you know, show up with my acoustic. And there's not things to plug in or, you know, things like that. But, but there's just a different palette, right? Like things hit differently. uh, And sometimes it's appropriate to, to shake things up. Even if it's just for me to shake things up. Yeah. And I've loved teaching other music therapists and music therapy students, like not to be afraid of the electric guitar, what it can do, how it's usually easier than learning the acoustic guitar. And yeah,
1: but it also helps with growth in your professional world of using the electric guitar as opposed to the standard acoustic guitar and right. finding different ways to make connections uh, with people. Uh, is there anything you would have done different in your build?
0: Um, so let's see, I'll fill you in on the other parts. That, that so I located the body. I located the pickups. I located the wiring harness that still left a lot of things on the table that left um, silly things like the strap bolts. I noticed that's kind of high up the screws, all the screws in the guitar that left the neck super important. So this neck I found on, um, I found on reverb. There's a guitar builder. Uh, Beltone guitars, Uh, not a sponsor or anything, but really great. He makes his own guitars custom. And he also happens to sell some of his necks. They're unbranded. I really like that look. It's just still uh, kind of looks fendery. Yeah, it definitely does. It's not trying to not, but it doesn't have a label or anything. And I really like that. It's tiger flame maple. So it's got this like flamed wood look to it, which is really nice. And it's got this really great white binding. Uh, It's got actually uh, like abalone inlays, so they're almost not super visible. Uh, The dots on the guitar, I love that. And it's got locking tuners. So for me, and it had a nice bone nut already installed. So for me, that saved a lot of work because that could have meant either all the way down building a neck, which I wasn't qualified to do, other than that, finding another neck So it'd either be the same situation or buying a neck without hardware and putting hardware into it. So I got a neck that had everything ready to go.
1: Well, that's another question is how do you find a neck? Um, I mean, that fits what you're doing. Um, that's another, it seems like it was an afterthought after the body.
0: It was, it, the neck is a real rabbit hole because, um, it's got to fit what you already made. So the body has a lot to do with the physical sound, but the neck, it does also affect the sound, the type of wood and stuff like that. But it also really affects the playability. Yeah. Uh, So I I picked kind of a modern profile. So that means it's not too chunky. Uh, It's kind of like a, uh, you know, medium. It's not super like a shredder guitar, but, um, you know, it's 20, I think it was uh, 15, 17, 19, 21 fret. Um so with that, um it's got a pretty pretty flat radius. So uh it's still curved a little bit, but it, it's not as much as my my strat. My strat's got a bigger fifty or fifty style neck um with like a V profile. So that was another little bit of like I want this. Knowing some of the things I like, but also like being willing to try things. And uh, when I got it, it aesthetically looked and fit great. It fit really well into this guitar. Yeah, I like the contrast
1: uh, between the very dark body and the very light neck that comes out. I love it.
0: maple necks in general. I like the sound of a snappy maple neck. Um, I don't even think I knew that the woods make different sounds. Um, depending on what corner of the internet you're in, it's more important than others. Yeah. But I would have been at least straight out of Rosewood wood. definitely feels uh rosewood and all the similar types of wood uh feel softer to play. Uh you treat them differently, you clean them differently and stuff like that. Not that I'm I'm not like overly obsessed with I'm actually not obsessed with all at cleaning my guitars. I like a little bit of grit and grime and stuff like that. Dirt don't hurt not, the way you sing. Yeah, well, and this guitar, you know, I haven't been exceptionally easy on it. Oh, that was the other thing I forgot. Yeah. So the guitar, the body came unfinished. So it was just wood.
1: Yeah, I noticed that I know that you um you had So a, I did the finishing. Uh a polish on it. Uh so a leather polish, dye and a true old yeah, finish.
0: I did that instead of uh spray cans, spray paint, or something like that. Uh which is, you know, I think Most guitars that you buy are going to be professionally spray paint, um, like you know, a spray station and all that kind of stuff, or something. I think almost all of them are usually professional spray painted. Like ninety nine percent of electric guitars that you are seeing, I think. So this is different because it showed off the uh, the wood a lot more it's a dye. So it's soaking in. Right. So the cool thing is like Gary sent me this really nice flamed, flamed top. And it's not like overly so like a Paul Reed Smith guitar or anything, but it's got a really great design on it. And he brought up a good point of like, he kind of, he kind of was like, I mean, you could paint over it, I guess, but like, I put it in there. Yeah. Like that might be kind of (laughs) shitty. So, um, i i followed big d guitars he literally has a uh tutorial on doing a tobacco finish on a guitar and i just followed it exactly i bought angelus leather dyes they're a leather dye company that's mostly for people doing custom like sneakers and shoes art yeah it's interesting <laughs> like really intense like you know take your air force ones and do crazy custom art yeah and stuff well um adapting and evolving stomping in your air force ones <laughs> um those are back i don't Did you
1: know that also nelly is back like my niece demanded air force ones before she went back to high school she's gonna love this it's, she's definitely gonna listen to this
0: uh, so, she, <laughs> she demanded to have those for high school it you know i i rocked I rocked Air Force Ones exclusively for a period of my life because they were very thrash metal. My I rocked Air Force Ones. I rocked all white K-Swisses for like a good six years in a row. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Straight Dexter Murderer style. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> That's special. <laughs> uh, uh. So, yeah, I think... Uh, that that wasn't too stressful, honestly. The, the What was the most the, stressful part of it? Uh, I messed up the finish the first time. So that was True Oil. True Oil is a, they use it for gun stock, like wood and things like that. So I, I just didn't know. And there wasn't a lot of good resources on that. And luckily, I literally, I screwed it up fairly bad. But the good thing is screwing up true oil is not the end of the world. I just sanded it back and started over basically. So I probably did four coats, like lay it on thick. And that is not what you're supposed to do. Uh, Cause in my mind, you know, I'm laying it on there. I'm like, this is not, it doesn't seem like a lot's going on. Yeah. let And it. then it was, <laughs> it was like tacky, 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 like as in you touch it and it was like, like, yeah. like, clark griswold the tree i just watched that. so Uh, great it's good it's good my favorite joke on that is when he says like and then santa will come or whatever and eddie goes you shouldn't be clark (laughs) (laughs) that that joke when he's like is he really coming Uh, that's my because it's so quick and he makes a face like I
1: love Why? when they're at the store and he's buying like the unnecessarily large amount of dog food and Clark puts the light oh, bulbs yeah. in It's in them. that same scene. It's in the same. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, no, I assumed it. Like, yeah, you gotta let uh, when you're doing
0: finishes, you gotta let it sit and come back. Well, that wasn't the big issue. The big issue is I I caked it on literally way too thick. So. True Oil literally – so I just used an old T-shirt and cut up little yeah. f- like four-by-four four squares, and it literally just needs to look like you got it wet. Like, you're good. Just like you spit-shined it is about the, uh, the about of wetness that you apply to it. So it's literally pour the bottle over just a little bit, and literally that like twice you can cover like probably the whole body. And then it dries for four hours and you do it again. You maybe sand a little bit if you need to um, with like super fine steel wool. Uh, Vacuum it up and do it again. And I probably, so I did like three or four coats before I messed it up. And then I probably did another seven to eight coats after fixing it. Seven to eight coats. And then I did three more coats of uh, gunstock wax. So that was like the finishing thing. And then I let that sit. So that process took like two months. <laughs> you think? Yeah. It took forever. Yeah, that's good. Because you let it sit for like three weeks. That was just the true oil. And then I did the gunstock wax and I let it. I did that like once a day for like three days. And then I let it sit again for like a month. <clears throat> and then, you know, he told me it was pretty cured. <clears throat> and I was like, you know, yeah, I mean. Literally, it looks great. The finish looks great. I think uh, it looks fantastic. Uh, as far
1: as the finish and things, I mean, how does that help with protecting the guitar over time? Yeah, as allegedly, opposed to coming from a factory.
0: Um, allegedly, it will protect it pretty well. Uh, I haven't done any ZZ Top slings with this, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, the the only issue I've had with the guitar since then is. I don't know if I drilled the original holes for the strap buttons a little too big maybe, but they both at different points have come out. So I had to wood glue them and like redo it, the whole hole. So I filled it up with wood glue and uh wood putty and stuff and redid those. Um, they feel fine now. I think I might try and find a better solution if it happens again. Um I put on a new neck plate, so Gary sent me his parts caster neck little, I've plate. noticed that that was branded. I can rep.
1: It's really kind of the only branded thing on it, even though I mean if people yeah. look at it from a distance, they'll say that's a fender.
0: But probably. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a Jazzmaster you know, with a telecaster headstock. I was going to so say it it's really looks more looks the like headstock.
1: A, if you look at the headstock, it's gonna give it away more than anything.
0: Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved the whole process. Um, I think all things considered, like MSRP basically of this guitar, uh, it's around a thousand dollars of parts. And realistically, for hey. what if I was to pay someone to make this guitar exactly like this, it would have been at least $2,500 or $3,000 probably.
1: And as far as the labor that comes in that, that, would have come in with paying somebody else, did you feel it was over laborious or that it was like um, if, you're a, if you're a weekend type person, you could put this together in, in
0: this amount of time? I mean, I did it all. I did it all on nights and weekends. While still being a good dad and husband, well, you are a great dad. <laughs> That's what they think.
1: Well, um, I saw your Polar Express train you built. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's something that you can do and create. You know, not yeah, a lot of so time outside of it.
0: There's this misnomer about DIY things that I've also come to really realize. There's all, I think, part of for people like me that are interested in DIY things, part of the appeal sometimes is, ooh, and you could even save money a little bit, right? But the problem is you usually have to buy tools. You spend a lot of time. And unless you're going to do it multiple times, it's like a one-time thing. It's, so really, yeah. it's not like you waste money or you might still save money, but your time is worth something time for sure. Your money. And then the other thing is, you know, are you actually going to do as good of a job? And then the third thing is like, do you actually want to do it? I think that's the most important part. Uh, do you want to? Cause for me, it was super fun. Even the parts that were frustrating and you know, when I thought I had kind of wrecked the body at one point, I, I still like had a great time. And now I look back and I was like, I honestly think, I don't think everyone needs to do it. If they don't, it's fine. But if, someone feels like you know you know like this is the altar call basically if you feel that conviction in your heart don't don't let me make jokes (laughs) it's the altar call so if you feel like you should maybe think about it and it could be simple like um somebody asked uh a friend that listens to the show uh, asked, "Would you like go as far as rewinding your pickups or making your own pickups?" And that is a total other rabbit hole. And you know me, I'll probably do that in the future because you know why the hell not? But uh, that well, was yeah. a, that's it's another like deep rabbit hole though. That I was like, well, I'm not going to do that for this because there's plenty of fine people that make fine appropriately priced (laughs) pickups. Yeah. Well, that's another
1: question. I know we're pushing an hour, so you can cut this out if you want to, but just, I know you're a perfectionist and just how much of a lesson of acceptance was building this guitar. You know, you got it to a lot of your specs, but, you know, at some point you're like, well, this is me doing this thing and this is just where it's going to be. Or did you stick to it to where you're like, nope, this is, I'm taking it there.
0: Yeah. Good. Good thought. Well, as I told you, I can't remember if we had already started recording, but as I told you, the front didn't do the...
1: Yeah, the burst didn't you wanted to, like the, the back. Burst.
0: Like the back of the guitar literally looks like, wow, that guy knew what he was doing. And the front looks great. You wouldn't know. And it's kind of like, a it psychs me out, right? like it's it, just no, you. Everybody else tells me it's beautiful. It, it is. And there's still part of me that's like, I wanted it to be a burst though. And I just didn't know that veneer responded very differently to the, uh, that's the only problem with the dye is it, it soaks into the wood. It's not paint. It can't really easily be sanded back. Like, so that's the, that is the only thing about the dye. I I found the dye very easy to work with and very forgiving but it was also like, it still turned out great. And it still has a burst quality. Like the middle is brighter than the outsides and things like that.
1: I think they're probably looks great. I think you're almost like a, you have more of a, uh, I know you wanted a burst, but you've almost got like a, a tiger tobacco burst.
0: Yeah. It looks
1: great. Which also I customizes love it. it within its own sense.
0: But yeah, so it's that, you know, that was, that was definitely an area I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, one area to be considerate of is money, like how much time Obviously. And money. So like, you know, I think it's, you know, important to bring another altar call, you know, count the cost before you build the tower or else you're going to look like a fool. You but know, you're Jesus, a, you're a, you're Jesus always, said that <laughs> you're always
1: a very price conscious, you know, cost conscious person. And, uh, you know, definitely like comes- to be aware of it. Yeah, Well, it comes to a point where it's like, you know, if I'm doing this this much and I really want this, then and I just I need to think, go ahead and build this.
0: I also think, though, for me, it became very easy to trust my gut with talking with Gary and stuff like that about like, mm, I can't do that right now. You know, <laughs> like yeah. there was one there was several points where I'm like, this is a good let the professional do do their job moment. Uh, I'm not going to run electricity for my house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've hit a spot. I've, I've messed up two things already in my life. Plumbing. And I think I'm just starting to realize like plumbing is maybe not a DIY forte for me. <laughs> so I'm, Plumber, like, I'm just plumbing trying to get
1: electricity to, Yeah, electricity's to
0: going. Okay. Uh, I haven't shocked myself yet. Uh, or burnt anything?
1: You haven't? Oh, growing up, I don't can't, can't even count to you the amount of times I've electrocuted myself.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, I've had like the worst thing I've had is like uh, you know like a uh, doing a correct thing like plugging an item in and still getting shocked, but like not like doing something stupid, but you know like, whoa, geez, like, ow.
1: Several times I was told the uh, the breaker was off when it was not. So, <laughs> so no, but, that's
0: the thing that stresses me out enough that I like triple check those. Yeah, get...
1: that's happened. But uh, all in all, I mean, your guitar build is great. We used it at shows, and it's incredible there. And there's a video on your Instagram. I know of you using a slide on it where it sounds amazing. Uh, sounded great at your church show and everywhere else you take it. So. Jess, I guess, uh, the last question would just be what advice do you have somebody that wants to build these things and who do you think should focus on building these types of things?
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any, uh, there's any, like one person that should do it or one person that shouldn't do it. I honestly think if you want to give it a shot, if you have questions, you can, you can email me, uh, you could reach out to Gary, you could reach out to any of these people. Um. You could reach out to your own people. It doesn't have to be any of those people at all. But I mean, I'm going to vouch for those three. Like that's a hill I'm going to die on because all three of them are great. But, uh, you know, Wu-Tang I, is for the yeah. kids, you know?
1: Wu-Tang is for the kids. Wu-Tang so, is forever. I will say the the build you made and everything that made on it, um, anytime I've ever been around it, everything, it always grabs the attention. People are always paying attention to, to what you're doing whenever you pull out that guitar. It, it changes the way we stand on stage. It changes the way that people uh, look at it. So it's very unique. And you can always tell that people know that it's different. Uh, so it's always
0: fun when you get it around. I've been getting into um, the Stormlight Archives books by Brandon Sanderson. and It is definitely my, my shard blade. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got my spren. And I feel like it's definitely feels like a part of me. It doesn't necessarily feel like, um, I well, think that aspect of building it is really like an expression of me as well. Well, that's
1: fun for music too. Cause music's so emotional. Um, and it's so built into what you're doing that yeah. if you've got something that you built on top of something that you're creating, you know, you kind of got that, that Excalibur sort of momentum with a lot yeah. of things.
0: It's like, Yeah. Well, I think it has been good. People know where to find us. If they have questions, if you enjoyed this episode, it's the first time you've ever listened, you can go back and listen to a bunch more. I hope you have a happy holidays. And, um, other than that, I guess, you know, Matt's got this vinyl coming out. If you've never heard him talk before, he's been on a few different episodes. So you go back and check all of his old episodes and, I think last but not least, everybody remember have a great holidays and give more grace, share more love, make more more music. music. Feel free to stick around. I've got a little bit of white Christmas for you. I'm going to show off this guitar.